podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And I'm not going to change my mind, so please leave me alone. There we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you all. You all heard that, I think, right? Ironically. Anyway. Yeah, did you guys hear that? Yeah. Let's see. yeah. I was thinking about this, and it's like, how much should we be engaging? That's true. In the chat. Pun, pun not intended. Yeah. But I accept the pun. Uh, with the chat because we're supposed to be doing a real show. It's true. So and we should quite we frankly should pretend they don't. I'm exist. not going to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise! Matt's not going to edit the podcast. Live version of the intro? No, we don't do that. I don't think we remember even what it is. I also uh, was going to have the Enterprise hum, the engines playing underneath. Yeah. And it was like, it was too loud and annoying. You'll get it later. Also, though, right? this jacket is fucking hot. He's taking it off. So, oh, Andy has outlasted me. For those of you at home, uh, Matt was shocked to see that uh, when he turned on the uh, thing. Just uh, fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> Can't get it off. Uh, just, just do the rest of the show with Someone your arms tied. Help. It won't make any difference. Anyone? <laughs> Where's my wife? She's giving Henry a bath. This is Help. the best thing ever. Bo! <laughs> Bo! What if Bo just attacked you? Um, for those of you uh, listening at home, we're doing a live stream, and uh, and I, I dressed in a suit, as I always do, a suit and tie. I don't know why Matt thought that I wouldn't dress in a suit. And every time I'm wearing a suit and tie... And I did this time for the, uh, this very special TNG yeah. finale episode. I mean, as it's well known, you do every day. Every day we record, you do wear a suit. You also insult the audience about being Star Trek fans, and it's mean. But I, I get mean, it. I, I, I'm glad you finally said it on on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was thinking, uh, I was like, what if we did a bit? And uh, we just I just kept saying things that weren't true about things you had previously done that I was sure. like Andy we're not gonna be able to cut this out so you can <laughs> I have that panic through most of our podcasts <laughs> that I'm like we're not gonna be able to cut this because Matt's not gonna cut it I mean we could cut it so I always uh, have anyway. to ride the storm <laughs> look everybody it's here we've done it we've reached uh, episode 170 something of Star Trek The Next Generation I don't. I didn't know how we got here. I don't know how we're gonna get past it. It's a big day for some 177th of us. One hundred seventy seventh and one hundred seventy eighth. There you go. Do we count the one hundred seventy ninth, the uh, made for TV special that Frakes did? Ooh, we should. <laughs> I should have watched that after. I don't think it was on CBS All Access. I mean, I just sort of sorry. Paramount Press. 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 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not, look, the rebrand. Uh, good job, everybody. 
Andy, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to tell everyone whether or not they should watch the episode. Hang on. Here we go. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? <laughs> Is the sky blue? <laughs> I mean, come on. Right? I, mean, I guess it depends what planet you're on. Andy, now that you've seen all of Star Trek The Next Generation, yes, I welcome you into the club of telling people what to watch. <laughs> Andy, would you have them watch this episode? Snoozeville Pass! <laughs> Snoozeville Pass! I mean, look. It is... It's, a, it's an interesting episode uh, for many reasons. And it's also funny to know, now that you've seen how Picard Season 2 borrowed heavily. Yes. From this, which is I like done of... so well and so concisely in the span of two 44-minute episodes. It tells I... a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. I mean, it's it's shocking. It's it's one of the. I mean, I think as all of you uh, uh, have been uh, telling me for years, and I've been reading that it's one of the greatest finales uh, in television ever, and it is. It's just, it's so impressive. So much ground is covered in such an elegant way. It's so. Also, what's great about it too is it's so rewarding for everybody who has watched the entire run. Yeah, like every little, like even like. Little touches like uh, Picard reading the uh, command orders and it being from Admiral Satie, yeah. who was the admiral that went cuckoo bananas in the drumhead, started trying to drum everybody out. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. Like I little didn't touches catch like that. that. One. So I good. Caught, I caught a lot of them, but uh, yeah, I want <laughs> you to run you, them all down for me. You know what I did catch for the first time? I've seen this episode of Star Trek: Next Generation more than I've seen any episode of anything. Makes sense. I put this on sometimes to go to sleep. I'll play this episode and uh -huh. fall asleep to it. Uh -huh. I have never noticed until now that at the end of the episode when Picard is finally back in the regular timeline, yeah. he walks right up to Troy and Worf uh -huh. and immediately asks Worf what the date is. I know. Because when he first does it, Counselor right. Troy didn't answer him. <laughs> Right? <laughs> He's like, oh, that's the, the reason. Yes. That's funny. I was like, Worf See, knows I, the date. I feel like it's it's almost, it's a new, it's indicating a new era of Worf in that he didn't dignify Worf, he didn't dignify Worf in the first interaction. And then he finally was like, you know what? Worf, what <laughs> date is it? <laughs> so Worf, after all seven, seven seasons of being refuted and turned down, he finally gets some dignity. So, uh, I am going to just quickly, we're doing this live on Patreon, uh, so anyone who's listening to the show regular, uh, this is the kind of thing you could look forward to if you ever decided to hop into the President Circle with us. Um, but I'm going to ask a question, just because I wanted to run a poll about this. Um, I wanted to ask how, because I watched the episode... And I said to Andy, there's like eight minutes of content that's cut out of the version that Paramount Plus has. And I want to know if that if that was the same for everybody else. And I don't I found know how to this, ask that in a poll. I found this shocking and upsetting. So there, and, and Matt's going to try and play uh, as much as he can of it. 
in in the episode today but the uh but it's just such a huge drive people are shocked uh okay so here's my question i'm gonna everyone's like what did they cut what are they missing oh we're gonna get into that later guys oh it's man look at the outrage That's this a is a teaser this is yeah okay i guess we'll get to it later but yeah it's it's i'll tell look you how many everyone everyone so show me, show me the Myra cut. Says here's Rob. The, here's the thing. It's a so the cut on um on Amazon Prime. Well, actually, with on Paramount Plus is one hour twenty nine minutes and twenty three seconds. And the cut that I've been watching my entire life is at, is one hour thirty two minutes dead. And the version that I have does not have the previously on and the credits in the middle so what you're looking at is something that is like uh my estimation about six minutes shorter the thing that's the most patently offensive about it is it's at first i was like wow how weird that amazon would do that and i'm like no wait i'm getting amazon i'm getting paramount plus through amazon Amazon, this is their product that they're messing up it's still wild. I don't have commercials. Like, I have the version with no commercials. So, the one I have, I think it's a, maybe it's a Blu-ray rip, the version I have. So, because it's cut together and there's nothing in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, previously on it. There's no credits. So, there were some lines that I was watching. And I know this episode almost by heart. And there were lines that I was waiting for them to say. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear them. And I'm like, just, you know typing something i'm like why didn't you say that line i stop and i look at the episode then another thing happens and then on the third thing i was like what the fuck version have i been watching all these years so i pulled up into i went into my computer and i found the one i've been watching and i was like this is this is bananas i'm just shocked and it really makes me it, you know, I, it's. I don't know if this is an appropriate use of the term, but uh, just uh, hey, Paramount Plus, do better. You know, <laughs> just it's crazy. I mean, look, I'm seeing a lot of it's people saying that it's your thing. It's your show. You're playing to the fans. Everyone, everyone out there, extra shows. Saying, everyone is saying a lot of not everyone, but people are saying that they have a hour thirty two on Paramount. Yeah, but I don't. I have an hour twenty nine and twenty three seconds. Canadian Netflix is one hour thirty-two for both parts together. One thirty-two. Okay, let me ask the following question to people in the chat: Did uh, did the credits play in the middle for everybody? I think mine did. And was there a previously on in the middle? Can you see That's me when I question. open another? I open another uh, window so I can check. Can you still see me? Yeah, I see you. Okay. You're never going anywhere, bud. I just, I just, I just need to be seen, guys. <laughs> the killer. That's... No middle credits in the UK. So I think the UK got the, has the same version. But why? This what? What the fuck was I? Oh, you guys are watching the Netflix cut. I can answer this for you guys. The people that are watching on Netflix, you're watching the better version of it you're watching the up the 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 remastered version wait paramount plus doesn't show the remastered version 
this is like the only thing I can tell that's different between the two is the Amazon had the yeah, fanfare, all- right? Which one had the fanfare? Good question. Uh, you guys would remember. What is it? Uh, the and FYI, my all good things is one one twenty nine. Okay, on yours is the same as mine was on Amazon. Right. Anyway, guys, we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. I'll show some differences and uh, we'll talk about it. Paramount Plus is only in America. Well, we did it again. We ruined <laughs> Star Trek. Tony Lin says, "I don't get Paramount Plus in Taiwan." Thank goodness. Um, Alex M is saying Paramount is remastered with no mid credits. I, I don't think so, because I had mid credits on mine. I believe I did too. Here, I, I mean, was like, kind of surprised here, that I listen. did. I was asking if you'd ever been aboard a Galaxy class. Here, this is the thing you never, I've never heard before until today. Ready? Yep. Last time on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Counselor. What's today's date? The date. Captain, what's wrong? I don't belong here. What? It's like this bullshit thing in the middle. This recap and the opening credits play in the middle at the 45 minute mark. So I don't know what Paramount Plus is trying to tell us. They have the inferior version of everything. I don't know. Why? Why? So strange. Does anybody remember which one the, uh, the ridiculous fanfare was? Was in. It's okay. In case okay. anyone out there who's listening to the regular show is wondering, uh, there's an episode of Voyager that has this bizarre fanfare played in there. Uh, in a, in, that just comes out of nowhere. It's very bad. And uh, I checked another version of it and it didn't have it. Amazon Voyager had the fanfare. I think that's correct. So that fanfare was on Paramount+. Plus. So someone's in the system. Someone's putting out the worst version of Star Trek possible at Amazon, besides Alex Kurtzman. I was going to (laughs) say, you beat me to your own joke. Uh, Um, Whatever the case, more content for us. It goes all the way to the top. That's correct. All right. Look, how do we do this show normally? Phoebe Phillips theorizes it's Wesley, which really, that really does add up. Could be. He's something of a traveler. He could do anything. He, and he's evil. Well, I can't believe they obviously. made the most evil character Look, into the Andy, most powerful character. I'd love to spend more time in the hallway, but we have to go to the Admiral's Club. All right. Welcome to the Admiral's Club. I gotta burn it all. It's your best of here. <laughs> Are we are we retiring the Admirals Club or it's just a reminder? Of, it's uh, just a oh here we are. Um, uh, Matt, how do they uh, get into the Admirals Club? Well, it's very simple. They just leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or you know wherever your podcasts are uh, downloaded, and uh, you're in. And if Andy gets a hold of it, he might read it on the show. Who is it today? Uh, well, Matt. T1171 writes us, uh, a swell use of time, especially for long drives. This podcast is by far the best place I've found for 30-ish year old news about Frank Sinatra. For some reason, 
There are some sound effects of doors and some fun jingles to get to that information, followed by some mostly interesting Star Trek stuff, if that's what you're into. Five stars. Well done. Thank you for the review. We really uh, passed the time for you. And this uh, should be the kind of thing that for a live stream, I would have told Matt in advance. But uh, we also have some uh, some uh, bunch of crap in uh, today's sounds, if you want. Oh, for Christ's sake. This is how uh, we are. You know what? This is Nothing's this is this is change. what this is what it's like. We don't edit it anyway, <laughs> so now you're just getting. Uh, oh, this is like old timey television, isn't it, guys? This is what it was like. It's like you're watching the Sid Caesar show. So, oh my god, we have reference. to retire the TNG folder, Andy. It's going to be sad. I know. I was just thinking that. That is sad. I think All that would right. make that would make Roddenberry the saddest. Um, All right, I've got everything loaded in. What do we need? Uh, not yet, but uh, oh. better than TNG. Still got more Admirals Clubs to go. Uh, from SG, SJ Scoop. After listening to the show since the beginning, I feel like I know the episodes just as well as watching the episodes themselves. Um, it's been a great ride from then until now, and I look forward to the next step after the end of TNG. Speaking of which, do we know, Matt, are we jumping right into the... Uh... To what? Deep Space Nine? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll be there very soon. Yeah. We're going to die. Um, something. Some people have been sort of prodding that we should go back and watch the pilot again. Feels like that to me is a step back. But... <laughs> Feels repetitive. Uh, we'll also, definitely we gotta, return to it. we got to save point, something though. for when we have to redo TNG after we finish DS9. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're going to do TOS then, aren't we? What's our version of Pond Far? I think it's like every five years we finish a Star Trek and we have to restart a Star Trek. <laughs> so we, we get go real nuts. feral. We go bananas. Uh, SJ Scoop yeah. writes... The movies uh, are not going to get done that. ever until we do live, actual live in-person shows, according to Andy Secundo. And according to Matt... He doesn't want to do live in person shows, so it's you know it's uh, there's I a little mean, bit of a yet. push pull. Not Still yet. Oh, all right, uh, guys, you were here for the most most positive uh, thing Matt said about live shows, except for about a month and a half ago when he said, "All right, let's do live shows." <laughs> um, that evaporated fast. First episode of Star Trek was Strange New Worlds, um, which I guess is probably your. Oh, you're just saying your first episode ever, uh, and that's from Q Queer or Q Queer, one or the other. That, what? What are you talking about? This, this is a person who wrote in. This is an Admirals first, Club member. Yeah, they they went right for it. They wow. watched one episode of Star Trek, which they're going to explain. It was Strange New Worlds, and then they became an admiral. <laughs> Unless I'm misreading right. this. There we go. This is what Q Queer says. Uh, never seen an episode of Star Trek until the new Strange New World show, and I love it. <laughs> Came here to try and get info I might have missed, and they did not disappoint. We'll definitely listen along as I dip my toes into other Star Trek things. I was delighted. That is bizarre. Welcome, Q Queer. Queer? Welcome? Are you upset, Matt? I'm like, I'm just confused by how that happens to a person. 
how they uh, end how up they don't see Star watching Trek? Strange New Worlds as the first episode of Star Trek they ever watch. Because it's the thing that's the most promoted and seems fresh. And, you know, I, I, I like to into watch Doctor it. Who in a much later version than... But to watch it and then decide I need to investigate podcasts about this That's thing. crazy. Yes, that is unbelievable. Like, and that's I, just a big leap in my I mind. I welcome you. Well, it's because in the modern world, I get it. Because in the modern world, it's like, oh, I like this thing. What... What uh, where can I find information about it? So well, I mean, she found out information about everything. Another admiral, admittee, is from Aaron Cahal, who writes a long road getting from there to here. <laughs> a little Enterprise reference. I've been with Matt and Andy since the beginning, and after listening for almost as many years as TNG was actually on, deciding it was time to punch my ticket. Decided it was time to punch my ticket to the Admirals Club and enjoy whatever was left on the two shrimp platters within. TNC may not be the most polished podcast. How dare you? That's um, weird. But it's so tight. <laughs> um, but it's a great blend of TV production insight and fan discussion. As the TNG era ends and we all look forward to a trip to the parking lot in space, I wish Matt and Andy many more years of specific acting, terrible accent work. Rocks in their Jeffrey's tubes, Jeffy's tubes, it says in parentheses, <laughs> an engaging conversation. I did say, I was saying to Dory today, I was like, well, you know, this is the last, we're doing the last episode of TNG. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. Um, she's like, will I have my husband back? She's like, what's next? I was like, well, you know, based on our pace of it taking five years to do this, <laughs> we're going to be doing DS9 till 2027. <laughs> how how many seasons is DS9? Seven. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got it in five. It's more than... Uh, we got a little bit faster than the seven seven years, right? I guess so. <laughs> With all of our delays and, and Logie production. Uh, this is from 041785. Uh, species 041785, I'm assuming. Uh, a blood feud between renegade clans. I'm watching all of Star Trek chronologically, and I found this podcast when I started TNG. I'm now on episode 54, and I still haven't gotten over a very early episode where Andy told Matt it was his birthday the day before, and the awkwardness pervaded the rest of the episode. I think about that every day. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. Aren't you a May? I sure am. Wait a second. What is your fucking birthday, you asshole? It's May 20th. Oh, you fucking dickbag. <laughs> I missed it again. Uh, don't worry about it, Matt. You got a lot going on. Why don't we go into the uh, the President's uh, Circle Lounge and see what's going on in there? <laughs> very... Uh... You know, I'm going to say this again, because I believe okay. I said it last year, but I, for some reason, you're a September birthday in my head. I what, swear what, to God, I don't know why. What sign are Septembers? What are they? <sighs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you what What Leos are. Bad friends. <laughs> are you a Leo? Yeah. A lot of important people in my life are Leos. Septembers are Virgos. That's you, man. You're a Virgo to me. I don't feel like a Virgo. I'm a Taurus. Mary all the way. Myra remembered. My mother remembered. She usually would. She should have texted me and been like, you know, it's Andy's birthday. 
Don't ever remind him, Mary. I would have been like, I didn't know that. <laughs> let let him remember. Do you on have his own. to like go on to Facebook to to know people's birthdays? Like what? That is, is the usually deal? the cheat. But I will say that some years I've been so self punishing that I have uh, removed my birthday from Facebook to see who my real friends were. <laughs> well, I'm never gonna make that cut. I'm because um, I, I can't. I I mean, I can't. You know, I take back what I said about you wearing a suit. You deserve a suit. <laughs> I'm dressing for my birthday, guys. <laughs> um, you deserve the suit. And, Thank uh, you, Matt. I think uh, it's part of your birthday celebration. After today, we'll never talk about Star Trek The Next Generation again. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It was the thing I always wanted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hellman asks, is that his birthday suit? It's probably more uh, than you would want to see my birthday suit. <laughs> um, let me let me just like get in the way back machine here. Okay, the twentieth was Friday. Mm, it was Thursday, I think, wasn't it? Oh no, it was Friday. Did we what record on Friday? We, we recorded on Thursday. We recorded on Thursday, and we did, and and you didn't drop a single hint. I mean, I don't know, because I don't even I don't mention my birthday to people at all. No, I, I also I, don't try. I, I also don't try to go surprise. It was my birthday, fucker. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very dark on my birthday. It wasn't like I intentionally didn't tell you about it. I just, uh, uh, it's just when I got uh, that uh, when I got that admiral. Guys, <laughs> admiral if you tweet Hale, me, like, this is really funny. Everyone's yeah. saying tweet Matt on the twenty first. I won't don't, read it. Don't. I'm not. I say the same thing. I don't uh, read Twitter. That's the problem. I don't read Twitter. I don't go on Instagram. I don't go on Facebook. So if I don't talk to you in real life and you don't, I mean, it's just like, I'm. how am I going to know? I don't know. If only there was some technology to remind you of when a day was. Oh, you're expecting me to use a calendar? <laughs> Jesus, Andy. Look, Matt, you don't worry about it. It's not like I heard okay, happy okay. birthday from hundreds of people I've never met in real life. All of you guys. <laughs> and your mother. It's not like, you know, don't, don't worry I mean, about it. Look, my mother did it for me. <laughs> my mother did it for me. Nobody help him. <laughs> no, look, it's just like I couldn't. I, I Once, you know, right around 2016, I'm not sure what happened in the world, but I sort of decided to... Uh, social media is not a fun place to be anymore. No one's having a good time with puns. Megan um, Posada is just has just typed, and I don't know if this is a joke about you or if this is reality. That May twentieth is Cuban Independence Day. <laughs> I believe that is actually correct. Oh, nice! That's actually not a bad way to remember it. It's going to be a dual. It's going to be a dual celebration for me now. Oh, um, someone's okay. getting some pork for his birthday. Uh, you know, I dig that. Uh, shall we? Yeah, exactly, Isaac. Mary should remind Matt. Mary, you shouldn't. Let your son, you know, be an adult and remember things on his own. Uh, Isaac, Matt. don't listen to Andy. Let's Where are we away. now? Are we I, going I even, somewhere? Did we ever go into the, the prison no, circle? No, we didn't. I don't because you just, like, you, you surprised motherfuckered me with your birthday. Uh, Joe Moran <laughs> reminded me that Andy mentioned it was his birthday on the last episode, by the way. <laughs> You're shitting me. <laughs> Apparently I did. Joe Moran. can't expect him to listen to me no, on no, this no, podcast. No, no, no. Was it during a vamp when I had to pee? Oh, was it during a vamp, Joe? That would have been even more hilarious that I told all you guys. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked. Um, 
What a disaster. <laughs> Let's go to the president's circle. Let's just move past it, Matt. The United Federation of Planets President Circle. Shocked into silence. He can't even do his president circle rap. Hey, everybody, we're in the president's circle now. <laughs> it's a place a where, terrible a fun, spokesman. where a lot of fun people go to remind me join the Patreon with this energy. bad friend I am <laughs> while they enjoy their food <laughs> and wait for Andy to say things out loud. Ooh, look at the birthday cake they have for me in the president's circle. Wow. Well, I mean, it's late. It's the 23rd. Maybe if we walked in here on the 20th, I would have known. <laughs> would you have? No. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's so perfect, too, because it's, fir- it's not the first time. I was so happy when I saw that Admiral, that Admiral's Club thing. I was like, oh, this is a perfect lead-in. Whatever the case, I'll do the rap format. We uh, we have a Patreon at Star Trek uh, TNC. We got uh, tons of more content. It's generally, it's all, it's all content like this. Just, uh, you know, one of us failing the other one in some way, and then the other one raking them over the coals. Um... We got, at the lieutenant's level, we got Strange New Worlds on a weekly basis. We've got Discovery. We're slowly working our way past the fourth season. But all the back catalog is there. We got one episode of Enterprise. And then, at the President's Circle level, we've got free events like this. Technically, this is only the second one. But we might be doing some Q&As. And okay. uh, we got Next Voyagers. year for your birthday, I'm getting you Intro to the President's Circle Lessons. I, you know what? I'm not. Uh, it's not hey my primary everybody. skill. Oh, it's the President's taken... Circle. It's the place where you can come and get extra podcasts. How many podcasts? Oh, too many to count, but I can count them. It's eight. You can get eight extra podcasts a month. Head over to the President's Circle. Uh, become a member. And any of your comments that you get posted in there are eligible to become singled out by Andy Secunda himself. And given a Chris Pike Medal of Valor, not a real medal, so don't expect one. And, uh, you know, just honor. Just honor. You achieve honor here. Is this lighting worse or better? It's whatever you need it to be. Um, let's give away a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor, pal. All right. How many let's do we have? A couple of them. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna reach into the box and see if we have any more yeah, medals. See if we have... Oh no, I didn't tell you in advance. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> one person. It better, does. By the way, it worse. does look like you're. It does look like you're posing for an accountant portrait. <laughs> I don't want my accountant smiling like that. <laughs> That's more like my accountant. Yeah, there you go. Uh, have you seen oh, the new? Wait, there's no. There's no song. I was waiting for a song. We don't have a song for Christopher Pike Mellow Valor. No, we don't. Guys, if this is the first episode Guys, know you your listen songs. to, then uh, just know that it. It doesn't get any better. This is we've been through seven seasons, and this is the most polished we're ever going to get. So if that's what you're looking for, you've found your podcast. Um, Sprite Zero. 
Sprite Zero. All right, our first, dream. our first uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor goes to a very old and very dear friend of ours, a real friend of the pod, who has uh, written a song. Uh, and uh, it is there? Say, I wish there was like flair, like we could give in the pre- in Patreon, like give flair, like next to the name of a person. Yeah. To like have like so I could see the number of medals of valor they've gotten. That would be a good idea. You know, like a, like to. bomber marks on a on the side of a tomcat. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, how many how many ships? They I don't know why a bomber and a tomcat would. It's not what you would or see. But anyway, uh, anyway, it's Andy wants a song, and it's from our old friend Nacho. Uh, wait a second. There should be it's a the video only one I didn't there. pull All right. because it was an MP4. Do you want me to come back to it? No, no, no. I can. I can. I mean, I have other ones up. I can read. It Is it meantime. a video? It's a video, but I assume oh, the audio. Well, why won't. didn't you tell me that? I don't. know. I mean, well, you didn't need to tell me. I saw that from the file format, but then I didn't <laughs> think it was a thing we were going to play because I'm going to play it. I'll play the video too. All right. Right. Today's sounds. What I'm looking for. Where did it yeah. go? To be under TNG. I'm in the wrong folder. There's a lot of nacho oh, love. Why don't oh, I man. read one of the other ones in the meantime? I mean, because I was supposed to be ready with this, Andy. Guess what? Okay. I am. Here we go. And I'm going to make it so we can all watch along. Hang on. <laughs> this Slow is our, down, Nacho. This is our most professional podcast. <laughs> this is on me. In fairness to Matt, I should have told him before I left no time. Uh, yes, there's no time like the present. I will now hit this button, which is the share screen button, and I will allow it. Now, I will oh, move this, this over to here. Oh, look at this. Pull this, this over is, to here. This is crazy town. Bring this look on how up. sad he looks in that... Uh... Well, I mean, he looks like I feel. Yeah. Also, I love that uh, he's right next to a window looking out into nature. Oh, here we go. So right? A lot of... A lot, of, a lot of backlight there, Nacho. Come on, get it together. Jesus. Today it's been some years since the first time. And this Akunda asked me for a birthday song. He knew it was your birthday I too. I found the as a good friend. Someone I care for, it must be nice. To have a present that you can sing along And so to celebrate and wish him many happy years to come I say, Andy, one day I may make that song So it's not exactly great. a birthday song. It's more of the promise of a future birthday song. I uh, I loved it. I really did. That was a really... I look forward to someday getting that song, Nacho. Um, <laughs> now, I don't even know how to do that. There, close that. Here we oh, go. Yes. Nacho, that was great. Good job, Nacho. Um, that was the other... That was the other thing I was delighted by. I was like, oh, this, this goes right after this, the Admiral's Club. Uh, that's that's all. That's it for that. I won't uh, read you any more birthday things. Um, uh, by the way, I'm always miserable on my birthday. Anyhow, it really takes a lot for me to enjoy stuff. Really, it's just food and everything else I mean, is, is just sadness. I'm so. just trying to remember what I did on Friday. 
secretly celebrate me? Well, you know, it's it's because it's like we were out. We were in Santa Barbara for Dory's birthday because Dory is the the sixteenth. This I remember. Uh, so we were gone from the seventeenth. We're gone the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. Came back the nineteenth and recorded with you. Uh huh. And then on the twentieth, uh, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I don't know. I did nothing. I fucked up. I was up. calling you all day. I was texting. You must have been. Hey, Matt. Want to hang out? What's going on? I get sad <laughs> on my birthday. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'll go on Zoom with you. <laughs> Are you busy? LOL. <laughs> um, uh, I am giving you shit. Don't worry about it. It's uh, Nothing's going to make me happier on my birthday anyway. <laughs> the two, that's very funny. Dick Warlock Esquire wrote on the 20th, Matt betrayed his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay Uh, A good friend Lieutenant Commander Mole uh, Good friend of the podcast Responsible For for sending in the uh, Frank Sinatra come ons every week Yes Is this The priority one messages Uh, This is the still These are still uh, Medals of Valor Valor. This is going to be a long episode (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, so, Lieutenant Commander Ken Molay writes, uh, Hi, Matt and Andy. Congratulations on coming to the end of your initial five-year mission. It is funny that it was five years, huh? Even though technically TNG is a, an ongoing mission. I mean, technically TOS didn't make it the full five-year run. That's true also. It's been an honor to serve with you on this voyage of discovery. The team in the Historical Archives Division found a little something you might enjoy revisiting when the ship was still getting outfitted in the Utopia Planitia shipyards. This is from very late in Earth calendar year 2016. Matt Meyer and Matt Gorley were doing a James Bonding podcast episode with special guest Andy Secunda. At one point in the episode, Matt Gorley, Gorley went off mic, leaving uh, Mr. Myra and Secunda to vamp. This is what they offhandedly mentioned to Mr. Gourley in the background. Live long and prosper, gentlemen. Lieutenant Commander Ken Molay. So it's all good things, TNC 2016. Here we go. Matt Speaking. and I have been uh, talking about doing a podcast. We are doing a podcast coming out next year, guys. Early next year. It's called Star Trek. The Next Conversation. Really a great name. Andy thought of it. I said, sure, that's a good name. And then I said, are you humoring me? And I said, no, that's actually a great name. What's the name? Star Trek The Next Conversation. See, See got a, got got a, a chuckle. Garley laugh. <laughs> got the requisite tiny chuckle. <laughs> that's exactly what you need. Just, you know, you got a chuckle out of Gorley, you're good to go. Sure. <laughs> just a, a small, not a guffaw, just a, oh. <laughs> that's all you're looking for. <laughs> Honestly, if a podcast episode, if a podcast title makes you react in any way, it's that's a good a, title. That's a good point. Well, certainly you're the pro. So, and as I've said before, <laughs> you've only been doing this for half a decade. <laughs> so you'll always be the pro compared to me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, as I've said before, we were trying to come up with a thing. Matt said, "I said, well, no, what no. do you want to do?" A- Andy was trying to come up with a thing. Well, Matt said, uh, "You offered. I'm getting a hankering to do a podcast." Uh-huh. And I, he knew that obviously I was the only option because he was locked out by the job of everyone else he could do a podcast with. 
And so uh, oh, I said, true. what would you want to do it on? Same you said you've always wanted to do one on TNG or Star Trek. Was it TNG specifically or Star Trek? Uh, I think TNG, I just wanted to, I always had talked about doing a TNG podcast. And... So I knew if I could come up with the, <laughs> the, the right title, then uh, he'd be trapped like a rat. He did it. Congratulations. Here we are. Um, so that I think is it for the priority one uh, for the uh, for the for the uh, medals of valor. I'm sure both of you guys must have a ton. So let's get into the priority one messages proper. Okie dokie. Here we go. Captain, incoming message. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. These are the messages from our Patreon to get special priority uh, attention. The Great and Terrible Lizak says, uh, and this is in regards to preemptive strike, the last episode. Andy watching this episode like, hashtag not my McKee. <laughs> uh, Lizak also says, uh, Pi Guy should get the MVC because he's the member of the Maquis crew who is most responsible for turning row. I mean, Tessa turning row was a good thing. The pie guy should get the MVC because he took care of the pie needs. Good point, <laughs> both of you. Um, blueberry pie. Not unclear if he was ever actually going to get a hold of blueberry. I think he said he wasn't. He was going to have to find something else instead, which it seems like that's going to turn out like Riker's eggs. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Nurse Agawa's fifth line. Cue the music. You want to clear out that one? <laughs> you know, I kind of do. That's me, says Jane Suchomsky. That's you, Nurse Agawa's fifth line? Very funny (laughs) title, Jane. Uh, I'm going to throw this in here as we approach... The end of season seven. If you prefer to save answering it until the live pro- broadcast, well, I'm doing it. Uh, just remember, Andy, uh, if you're reading this aloud, oh, I'm Canadian. I expect you to do the accent. This is not going to be pretty. Whoa. I was just wondering. Andy's <laughs> accent corner. It's going to be shit. I was just wondering if Andy's allegiance to Star Wars over Star Trek has shifted at all. <laughs> Having new watched TNG. (laughs) Now, you'll hear my terrible Scottish accent later. There's somebody else who requested that. Personally, I'm a fan of Booth, but I'm most loyal to Star Trek, largely because of its optimistic view of humanity's future, to which I still desperately cling. I'm curious to know if Andy's loyalties have changed at all throughout this over the course of the podcast. With thanks, as always. Um... You fucking hoser. You hoser. <laughs> By the way, yeah. speaking of Canadian things, I have to announce this. Yes. The Amazon Prime Kids in the Hall show is fucking great. Oh, yeah? They're hilarious. They have not missed a beat. Their sketches, mm-hmm. I would say 80% of the sketches are great. Wow. And they did eight episodes. I was like, I was flabbergasted by it. And I was like, I was going to text you to say, you have to watch kids in the hall if you haven't but then i was like i'll just tell them on the podcast because then i can tell other people 
should that be what we cover between <laughs> seasons? <laughs> I could grab that. I have the box set sitting right over there. I could grab it. Interestingly, the uh, box set has about seven extra minutes in it. The the uh, the Amazon version doesn't have. Yeah, it's a fun callback. Thanks, pal. <laughs> anyway, my allegiance to Star Wars over Star Trek. They're very different. Um, and also, Star Wars is now serialized in a similar way to Star Trek. Uh, I will say that Star Trek is really, I think it should come as no surprise because people have heard my heard my reactions. Really oh, my God. Rob Harrison. Me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yes. But Rob just said Matt was going to text you happy birthday. On on the twentieth, I now remember. My wife was going out to went out to dinner. I had to stay home, and I had such the cold had gotten so bad uh-huh. that I had been sleeping on the couch the two previous nights. And I remember when she came home on the twenty on your birthday, I was yeah. watching Kids in the Hall like my fifth episode in a row of it. Yeah, just like sort of zonked and laughing at weird Canadian humor. And I was going to text you, and then I decided not to text you, but to tell you on the podcast. So on your birthday, I actually thought about texting you about something completely unrelated, but didn't. That's nice. Because I wanted to wait to see you on the podcast. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if you had texted me if I would have said, happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> I'd be like, Andy, it's not August. What are you talking about? Um, does it tilt? It's interesting when you ask the question of a Star Wars versus Star Trek now that I've just finished TNG, because I already loved TOS, um, and certainly you know the movies, the uh, the uh, they're so different. It's hard to kind of stack them side by side, and you get a lot of valuable, you know, sort of. There's character stuff in both. There's there's pew pews in both. You guys know how I love pew pews. There's more refined storytelling whereas in Star Trek obviously and there's more epic storytelling in Star Wars so um, I don't know that I'd say it shifted my allegiance but uh, but uh, I'm definitely you know a switch hitter now I like them both sorry if that's not a satisfying answer um, Neil Studd writes us well, you do get the grandiose space opera of Star Wars that, Whereas yes. I find Star Trek to be more cerebral. It's it's just a different tone. It's hard to compare them side by side. And I think, well, you know, I think you have to choose one now. What would people? What does Star Wars fans say about Star Trek? That it's boring? Wouldn't know. I don't talk to Star Wars fans. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> um, okay, Neil Studd says. Uh, I've had to get very special dispensation. I'm actually booked into a hotel specifically to avoid disturbing the family. I think to watch this is what he was saying. Hope you have good Wi-Fi in that hotel. Which is crazy. So uh, feel free to sound off in the comments, uh, Neil. Uh, and uh, thank you so much. That is, uh, that is impressive. Well, and I uh, hope you, you didn't fall asleep. Was that Neil Studd? Yeah, I think he's abroad. I always the correcto. There he is, Neil Studd. I always, whenever I hear your name, I think of Lambda One afterwards for some reason. So, thank did he, you. Did he write in a Lambda One? I believe I that, was, that, his, that was, I his th- believe was his. I believe that was his handle. Ah. Remember Neil Studd Lambda One? Just Janeway's holodeck <laughs> program. 
Well, Neil, I appreciate uh, the effort to not bother your family and uh, to watch this episode in a hotel by yourself. I hope I you're hope having more have... of a... You're allowing you're yourself more of a... better time than us. I hope you're allowing yourself more of a rock and roll kind of experience watching the, the, the live stream than you would in your... Uh... In your home with your family. So I hope Neil you're drinking, bruh. Neil Crack over that mini bar. Yeah, come on. Enjoy yourself. You're basically <laughs> you're in the president's circle lounge. Act you like know it. what? Have the macadamia nuts. Treat yourself. <laughs> so, so chintzy. They're like twenty um, bucks for macadamia nuts. Well, I guess they're not bar. chintzy. They're <laughs> very not expensive. Chintzy. That's like gold. I think you should order up some pancakes to the room. Matt, play uh, Neil's uh, old sure. friend's voice hail, if you would. Absolutely. In regards to the my question last episode. Hi, Matt and Andy. It's your old friend, Lieutenant Neil Studd, longtime hailer, first time Paula. In the last episode, you were making predictions as to how many times the opening log had referred to an old friend. Well, the answer is four presented here in their entirety, <laughs> along with a brief smash cut of the other 15 references in dialogue throughout the series. Hopefully this is a sufficiently entertaining diversion <laughs> for your final you episode. And if it isn't, well, the joke is on me because I'm the one watching live from the UK where it's now after 3 a.m. <laughs> Keep up the great work, chaps, and I'll sign off with the famous, famous line, magnify. <laughs> Captain's log started 41416.2. We're orbiting Relva 7 where Wesley Crusher is about to be tested for entrance into Starfleet Academy. And to my great surprise, I have just learned that my old friend Admiral Gregory Quinn is on Relva 7 and has requested to be beamed aboard the Enterprise immediately. Captain Vaughn, starting 42609.1. In response to a desperate plea from my old friend Captain Donald Varley of the USS Yamato, I am running a grave risk by taking the Enterprise into the neutral zone. Captain's log, Stardate 47254.1. A delegation of the Cairn have just come on board. This telepathic species has no concept of spoken language and is being instructed in its use by an old friend. <laughs> Captain's log, Stardate 47941.7. The Enterprise is en route to a briefing on the situation in the demilitarized zone along the Cardassian border. Meanwhile, you're celebrating the return of an old friend. <laughs> Hello, old friend. Crystal entity form. It's your old friend. We're friends, aren't we? Old friends. I love. She's an old friend. I gathered that. Hello, Jean-Luc. It's been a long time. Too long, old friend. So, old friend. How are you? Lieutenant Wolf. Yesterday, before we left Starbase, an old friend of mine came on board, Dr. Dalen Quace. Like a song reminds you of an old friend. Exactly. You are aboard the starship, my foolish old friend. Welcome back, Hugh. It's a pleasure to see you again, my old friend. <laughs> Hello, old friend. I haven't seen any missile. Yes, you have, old friend. <laughs> so, how was the reunion? Fine. It was good to see some old friends. I'd lost touch with most of them. The class reunion. You saw a few old friends who had already taken the test. Jason, 
<laughs> Even a comedic finish. Very nicely done, Neil Studd. Uh, really effective. That was fantastic, um, but as the chat pointed out, not worthy of a Medal of Valor. Well, this is the reason it wasn't. I was going to say, he, he deserves a Medal of Valor retroactively, if not for this fantastic hail, then he's staying up at 3 a.m. in the U.K. to watch this. So, I'm you know, I definitely am including you in that, and it's only There's, just because I... Neil, yeah. if Neil, if you're still awake at the end, like when we when we wrap it up, please, this, yeah, let us know, because I think there's no chance you stay awake for the whole thing. No. Should we should we invite him in at the end? <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Uh. So first of all, uh, kudos to you for not including uh the uh, the to the tos <laughs> wrath of Khan still old friend, uh because you know it's not uh, TNG. Uh. Secondly, I will say in fairness that the ones that I was really leaning on are the ones that end in just like by an old friend, and there are only a few of those, and then the other ones were sort of all just old friends. However, um, our friend Darren also wrote in and he had all the ones that that neil had and several people had some but he also had one from journey's end which was uh episode 20 of Traveler. the season yeah and that one is uh captain's log star date 4775.3 the enterprise is preparing to leave dorvan 5 but former cadet wesley crusher will be staying behind it seems that during the crisis he met an old friend and that one it's not. It's a wrap up, not a captain's oh. log. But uh, he's done it before. So interesting. Really excellent work, Neil. You get yourself also a Pike Medal of Valor. <laughs> Lieutenant Kamaraki, DS Nine or bust. You're right there, my friend. Uh, just says honestly, didn't think they'd ever get this far. <laughs> ditto, ditto. Fair. And Desecunda writes, I'm so excited to hear that I'm not the only one who thought a rewatch of TNG should be on the docket. A lot of people had said this. Um, (laughs) Prime corrective already from Neil Studd. Journey's End one is in the final draft script, but not the episode. I know because I checked. (gasps) You have been bested, (laughs) Darren. Wow. You have been bespined. Star Wars. So you know, this is the Star Trek uh, podcast. You get all your Star Wars references in. Um, uh, I, I only, should, I should, my video should cut out, and I should not be allowed to do anything anymore. That was so stupid. <laughs> I think they're going to take care of that for us. <laughs> uh, quickly turning everything off. Uh, so, Endes uh, Okunda writes. Uh, I only assumed that I would be shouted down by the impatient lot of you. Now that I see there is a groundswell to this insanity, my ego has grown to include that the show should be started at the beginning of the production timeline with TOS followed by the animated series. TNG would have to be replayed for consistency. I know it would supplant DS9, but that would make the anticipation that much sweeter. (laughs) So you can all shout at that person in the comments. That would be amazing. Mission Log. That's how Mission Log ran, right? They uh, They started with production they started with matt there is no other star trek podcast how would i know i remember them 
Uh, our old friend, without question, one of our oldest friends, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison, says commentary track pods could be interesting. No need to talk about Frank in those. True. <laughs> we should we should cram it in. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Commander John Zates says. Andy, in regards to your bet, early in Season 5, before the pandemic, you two had a $10 bill you would pass back and forth on bets that would be kept at the table till the end. Where's that $10? But I do think Matt won the last bet it was used in. I don't know. Does anybody remember? I have no idea. I'm happy to reach over and he's offering I'm holding me, it. He's offering me a virtual $10 through it's the not screen. not virtual. It's there. It's the $10. It's, it's not. Well, it's virtual to me. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's been sitting here. Matthew Asakanen writes, oh yeah, that's also your name. So before you were both transferred to DS9, I hope Riker informed you of this transfer already. If not, awkward. Wanted to suggest that the MVC may need a slight revamp for DS9 as the current system of only Starfleet officers, crew members, would stop such people, no spoilers, as Quark, Rom, Nog, Garrick, and especially Morn from being eligible. I think station personnel... All station personnel are eligible. Okay. Should we just say... I mean, it's a broad... Look, I know it's crazy to make these blanket rules before we even get to the station. Yeah. But... We should probably... I should probably say I've saved that for when we get to DS9. But the... uh, the, uh, Yeah, so we could just call it Mouse Valuable Character, as we do sometimes with with Marveling, right? Yeah. Marveling. You miss Marveling, pal? You want to go back to Marveling? No. I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind not. I don't mind not consuming everything Marvel is making right now. We've gotten some requests, but I see it as far off in the future as uh, now Star Trek is making more than we will ever consume. Uh, Eric Peebles says, "Why not just use Row?" This is uh, finally in regards to preemptive strike why not just use row to set up a weapons buy instead of this convoluted plan guaranteed to end in a firefight if ever an episode needed a maurice hurley makeover it's this one this stuff was right in his wheelhouse so he kind of wanted it to be a sting a sting that's why that's why you the way you catch him the marquee is you set up a sting <laughs> the marquee. man he would have had a great time saying marquee um Michael C. Bazaruski, nut-related art and discussion curator and secret third co-host. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're becoming. Uh, he's the uh, he's our he's our our strongest, not our lone, but our strongest new Trek defender. Um, and the Patreon. This episode does a lot of DS9 place setting, and DS9 does a lot of nearly immediately forgotten Voyager setup. <laughs> In 50-year mission, there's grumbling by Ron Moore that they went through all this effort to set up the Maki, and part of the later work was explicitly to set the stage for the Maki on Voyager, only to have Voyager, the Voyager pilot, basically say, "Screw it, you're on, you're on our crew now." <laughs> I think that is what Voyager did. Um. Neil Studd, uh, who I mentioned previously, also says, going back to Matt's point on how recognizable Picard is. Quote, I wouldn't recognize the captain of the flagship of the Navy, unquote. I bet you'd recognize the captain of the Navy if he got turned into a, the, turned by the Borg and almost wiped out your quadrant. So I think mm, that's the debate. Maybe, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
David Veenstra. I'm not on Twitter, guys. How am I going to know who the captain, you know? Quadrant's getting wiped out. I wouldn't even know. Don't you read the news? What's the, what's the news? I don't, I don't even know. know anymore. If it makes the front page of Reddit, I see it. Otherwise, <laughs> is Reddit your your main source? You, tr- you I would say Reddit? mostly that's sort of, and that's an old habit from at, when I was writing on At Midnight, just because yeah. that seemed to be the best sort of filter for what was bubbling to the top of the internet. Is it still? We I have a Reddit. I don't know I'm if anybody's ever in there, but. Um, let's see. Uh, David Veenstra. Did I read this one? David Veenstra says, I know you guys are just joking, but every time you joke that you are, aren't going to start DS9, I go into an anxiety fits. We need our DS9. Brett LeBlond uh, says, you guys made a great point about Picard being too famous to be Rose Handler in the bar. Uh, that's what I said. Matt disagreed. I also thought it was a, a giveaway that they sent Starfleet's only Klingon officer and the galaxy's only sentient android a security officer is looking for. But here is how they get away with it. Roe is a terrible candidate simply because, as she stated, one of her professors for advanced tactical training left to join the Maki. Uh, this guy could have outed her in a second, so why didn't he? Because that instructor was Tuvok, who was also a spy. They would have vetted her <laughs> through him. And he provided cover. My evidence, he taught at the academy. His uh, course was arch- archery. Given the amount of times the future uh, in the future, archery skills seems to save Starfleet officers. It is likely a required course for advanced tactical training. Two, although he was assigned to Janeway, it is likely he went back to uh, teach as a cover. He could preach his dissatisfaction to a large group of pe- people. Also, Janeway was about to become a Maquis hunter. Uh, it was probably wise to put some distance between her and her spy. Three, despite the Admiral saying that he had little intelligence on the Maki, Picard dropped a large piece of intelligence on Roe when she tried to convince Picard that the Maki would not take the bait. Picard stated having intelligence that the Maki wanted a big target. The source of intelligence? Tuvok. <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean that rabbit hole goes deep. Um, it's true. It fits. It fits. You know. Who knows? It would have been more satisfying. If it was Chakotay. They shouldn't have. Well, it they was supposed just to be. retrofitted that. All all that was was his, the date he resigned Starfleet. He gave was slightly earlier. Why would they have changed that? You know, they just forgot. TV. TV writing is very demanding. Um, beep, boop, boop, beep writes, Goodbye, Michelle Forbes. See you in BSG and Andy's dreams. Um, so true. Uh, by the way, this uh, did prompt me to uh, to go, I wonder what Michelle Forbes is up to these days. Is she married? And uh, she And somebody said she was married. I think she's divorced, so... Pretty sure that's going to happen, guys. <laughs> we got divorced in 99. However, I did see that she became a vegan in 2011, so that'll be, be a stomach block. That's not going to work. No. She'll just be um, disgusted every time she sits across from you. I mean, for more reasons than one. Uh, Frederick Rombouts writes, So does anyone else think uh, the old man actually knew Roe was undercover and was subtly trying to win her over? Also, for the inevitable... TNC Comics post for this episode, which are made by 
Kyle Barker, Lieutenant Commander Kyle Barker, and they're all delightful. Check them out. Uh, I can't wait to see whether Andy is cast in the role of Rose aspiring makeout alien buddy, uh, preemptive smooch, or the food obsessed old man, preemptive snack. Uh, Hard to believe we're at the penultimate TNC, TNG, T, TNG, TNC episode. It's been quite a ride. And although I still hope the boys will rewatch Encounter at Farpoint before all good things, especially after people really bucking for it, especially after this episode's mention of a TNG rewatch, it's not like there's a shortage of TNC these days either. With everything going on in the Patreon, it feels like TNC version of the mid-90s golden era of Trek when we were delightfully saturated with TNG, Generations, DS9, and Voyager. Can't wait for the next chapter. DS9, come on. <laughs> Lieutenant Tess says, I'm not sure how I felt about the lack of Rose's signature bold red headband. Had the Voyager wardrobe department already snagged it for the belligerent headbanded lady in learning curve? The episode where two <laughs> Bob trains some disgruntled maquis uh, delinquents. I can't believe you fellows made it to the finale. I love how much doubt everyone had, <laughs> which is reasonable. I mean, in fairness... Um, we still haven't finished this. That's true. Who knows what's going to happen the by the hard. end of this episode? You don't know. We are already at 108. FYI. Uh, so maybe the uh, maybe the thing will run out of space on good our hails. cars. Who knows? What's that? I said good hails so far. Um, can't believe you guys made it. Uh, it's a bittersweet moment as TNG is my most favorite trek, and I'll miss you lads discussing it sort of regularly <laughs> uh, but job well done guys and thanks for offering to walk me to my car in the parking lot in space heart face emoji with hearts in three different places <laughs> uh, it's also a favorite with a U indicating that Tess is somewhere in the UK Simon Harper oh here okay let me give this a shot I'm from I'm from Fife in Scotland so I've attached a wee accent guide for Andy by the legendary Andy Stewart. It didn't really help me. Andy's Accent Corner. Animo Andy, tú puedes. It's gonna be shit. Uh, let's see. I started uh, in true TNC fashion. I thought I would share a story I've been meaning to tell since the first episode way back at the start, but only just now. Oh, sorry. Just now got round two. Round two. Uh, I started university in 1992. No student loans back then. Almost all of us were getting crants. I think I got about 4,500 pounds in the first year. One of the guys in my course engineering, so it was a sausage fest, loved Star Trek and religiously bought the VHS tape. Uh, the day they were released, tapes, the day they were released, he soon started lending the tapes out for a quid or two as none of us had use of Sky. For some reason, one day one of the lecturers introduced a visitor to present us an opportunity to earn some cash for sperm donations. I can only assume the lecturer was getting a wee kickback. Uh, the TNG fans amongst us were quite keen on the idea as a way to raise money to buy more videos. As a result, there may be some royalties received by the cast and crew directly as a result of some self-pleasure. Equally so, there may be some young millennials who owe their existence to TNG. <laughs> it's a crazy story. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> Your accent matched it. 
<laughs> um, Lieutenant Ben Plavin, our old friend, says, Hey, Matt and Andy, random time-sensitive question. So I'm going to Las Vegas the day after your live show. I have my Tuesday evening free. What should I do with it? The king of the Vegas can answer that question. I can't answer it for any normal human being. If it were me, sit, sit at a slot machine, sit at Iron Man, and smoke. No, it's um, NBA playoffs and oh. a full slate of baseball games. I would be getting some fun three-team parlays going. You're kind of making me want to go to Vegas. If you hadn't gotten COVID every time you go to Vegas, I'd be really excited. I mean, I said to Doria, like, I don't. I come back and I get a fucking. I always get a fucking cold. Every time we've left since November, every time we've been anywhere, yeah. I come back and I'm like out of commission for four days because I get whatever the fuck Henry has. Right. In a, in a, my immune system is weaker than his somehow. Well, it it's because you've been alone me. for three years. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I hate it. Like I slept on the couch and I sleep on the couch so I don't cough and wake up Dory. Uh-huh. So, we got back. Oh, so then last night in the in the Airbnb, yeah, I, I slept on the couch, and we got home, and I slept on the couch for the next five nights. And it's just like, it's really it hurts <laughs> physically and mentally because then I don't know when my friend's birthdays are. I mean, that's what did it. I mean, we can all agree. <laughs> Um, so you're just saying, just lay some bets. Get in the, uh, what do you call that little area where they, they do the sports book? Honestly, I would go to the sports book and I would, I would, I would place some bets because you can, you know, if you have like 50 bucks, you could do, you know, a three team or a four team parlay and just, it'll take like two hours before your money's gone because you have to watch the entire sporting event. (laughs) What's your, uh, what's your favorite uh, buffet that you, uh, you hit? I mean, when there were buffets, I would uh, bacchanal at Caesars. Is there? Oh, they don't do buffets anymore, huh? I think they do. They're back. Well, you should also check out Instagram because uh, I I keep seeing things on my uh, on my food blogs. Is that what they call them? Food feeds, <laughs> um, uh, accounts, probably what they call them. That are like, oh my gosh, what's that? Because it's all ridiculous fried comfort food, insane things, and I'm a lot of them are in Vegas so I would check that out but what do I know Lieutenant Cam says another go up to go up to the food court inside the Cosmopolitan and get the duck fat french fries yeah for those of you also who are uh, new to the pod I can't imagine this then go down one more floor and get a slice of the cake from Milk Bar then go down another floor and sit at a slot machine and eat your cake alone on your birthday which I did you didn't hear me podcasting about it. Is that where is Milk Bar where you always order the cake for us in the old days when we used to podcast together? No, that, that would Susie be cakes? Yes, that would be Susie cakes, right? Um, also, very rich cakes at Milk Bar. A little too rich for my blood. Um, has that ever been used? That and way? back to Star Trek. Here we go. <laughs> By the way, I was saying, if you're new to the pod, and I can't imagine you would have lasted this long if you are, uh, Matt usually writes uh, in the episode description where the actual episode coverage starts in the episode. (laughs) Past all this nonsense. Um, If you care to jump ahead. But you're not seeing this in its purest form. 
Lieutenant Rogers. No, I skipped uh, Cam. Uh, Lieutenant Cam says another episode with borders in space that can't be crossed by going up or down. Who designs these borders? Khan. Nice. Good one. That's funny. Because Khan, he, can, he only thinks in two dimensions. Lieutenant Rogers insubordination mini arc uh, says, as unlikely as it seems, this episode might have given me an insight into Picard's character that explains season two of the series. Yes, when Picard came to the D, he was a closed-off guy who couldn't love people. But we've watched him grow over the seven series, uh, over seven seasons, uh, into a more well-rounded individual who can love. Then it all goes wrong. One girlfriend turns out to be a thief who betrays him. One girlfriend he loses because he has to give orders that would lead to her death. Both his <laughs> surrogate children, Wes and Roe, betray him. And even the Federation he loves is making moral compromises with the Cardassian Treaty, and he gets stuck having to carry them out. Hell, the thing with the Romulans was probably just the last straw. No wonder he's a bitter old man. I'm sure that's what Kurtzman had in mind while he was writing all this stuff. I withdraw all previous New Trek criticisms. <laughs> Fair. That's it for the priority one messages. Now, if we want to step out in the corridor, oh, this shit. is obviously a holodeck representation of a, of an empty, sad apartment. On my well, Andy, I think it's time to hear from everybody else. Um, With some hails. I'm just a little. Captain, we are being hailed. That hail did raise a question. I actually, why I'm even asking you? I know what you're. I know what your stance is on this is going to be. Should we be avoiding spoilers for Picard season two? No, it's a pile of shit. Should we save it for maybe our Picard season two wrap up in the Patreon? Comparing this episode to that? Because I definitely had lots of thoughts, obviously, watching this where I was like, oh, oh, I see. (laughs) I see what they were trying to do that they failed. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, here are all the reasons it failed. All right. If it comes up, I'll try and give you a heads oh, up. Oh, it'll come up, coming. I'm sure. But right. also, I know you spoil don't care. away. It's like whatever. You don't care. I care. That is uh, that no, no, is no. I mean, honestly, for Picard, it's like, are you going to watch Picard and have that spoiled for you? How could you spoil that nonsensical story? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I it's understand. Like, it's crazy to me. It's like it's Look, time travel wackiness. I don't think there is spoiling it, even for something that I don't like. I try not to spoil it for other people so that they cannot like it on the same terms that I don't like it. I'd rather know I'm not going to like something before I Look, I'm I not don't saying like don't say you don't like it. I'm saying, you know, should we? Whatever. You get it. Um, I don't. I don't. Because you get I what mean, I'm saying. I'm not saying you everyone, agree with it. If I tried to fucking spoil Picard, I couldn't do it. You could spoil because plot they elements. don't. I, the story made such little sense that there is no spoiling of it. Uh, I mean... Fact. I mean, I, I don't dispute your your general logic that you're saying, but I do feel like, you know, just let them evaluate on their own clean story terms. Well, this is the perfect time to run a poll. 
about this. <gasps> oh, exciting! Well, this is going to be all a bunch of a bunch of sourpusses like us, and then there'll be one vote from Bazaruski not to like spoil it. it. <laughs> Bazaruski can vote twice. He says, "Lissai, <laughs> sorry, Bazaruski." <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm going to keep going with the hails while you put up the poll. Um, this is from Zach Fortney, who may be a lieutenant commander. I don't remember. I know Zach Wilson is. Um, my favorite year. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. I just wanted to share this brief but interesting clip that I stumbled across from Season 1, Episode 3, Code of Honor, originally uplo- uploaded January 23rd, 2017. I offer no editorializing of its content, but would just like to mark this great day with the original proposed timeline. Best to us all, Zach in Arizona. So this is one year mission at your leisure. You could shape the future. Yeah. This show could be exactly what you want it to be by the time we get to Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and 2. That, that, Which yes. would be like a year from now. Oh, wow. That's a long time. It is a long time. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I... Did I succeed in shaping that? I don't know that I... I feel like this sh- this this podcast has become a, a force of nature. I feel like you guys have shaped it. I've done my shaping. Matt's done his shaping. And I feel like no one's really controlled it. Trolled it. It's become its own. Like I mean, the Enterprise I'm, in Emergence, it's become its own sentient entity. I've become less of a shape over time. You know, rounder, a little more bulbous. <laughs> no, I, was, I was talking about the podcast, Matt. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's whatever we need it to be. <laughs> uh, this is from Andrew Wong. It will be mentioned later. Uh, the title is Captains of America. This is just me starting trouble for no reason. Uh, if you get into another argument about this with someone, try using Captain America as an example. Uh, he is neither the actual captain of America in some American hierarchy, nor is he named America and was given the rank of captain. His name is Captain America, so two of them would be Captain America's. Not captains of America. Thus, bird of praise. <laughs> what a frustrating thing to have to argue about. <laughs> um, and then Andrew says, Felicia, when she left the village. That's from Andrew. Do you understand that reference? Andrew, if is you're that, here, let us know what that means. Is that not someone speaking in Darmok? I guess so. But why is it Felicia? By Felicia? It's from Andrew. The, the meme? No. Bye, oh. Felicia. Oh. The meme people. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, no, I'm... What was the... Oh, you had to explain the uh, the Shatner uh, sabotage to me. I didn't know what that was. Uh, you also had to explain... Um, uh, you are you are not the barber. Right. You are not the, ba- you are not the father to me. Not a memester. I'm not really a... Uh, and you make fun of me for going on Reddit, where I see the internet. I didn't make fun of you for it. I was just, I was just saying you would have to, uh, somebody would have to, you know, that there's a, that there's a, it doesn't matter. Worst season to live on Enterprise, uh, from Robert. <laughs> oh, Brower. I really was like, well, wouldn't it be always really separate temperature on the Enterprise? Why would that matter? <laughs> That's what I thought. Winter. Um, 
Hi, Matt and Andy. I wanted to add my two cents on the recent discussion on what TNT season would be best to live on Enterprise and just say that season seven might be the worst time to come aboard. Every other week, some crew member's long-lost relative shows up to cause shipwide drama. Some ancient probe makes every... Uh, oh, did I already say what the thing was? Season seven, right, yes. Would be the worst season to come aboard. Uh, some ancient alien probe makes everyone live through data staging a somewhat questionable small-town theater production, and the ship gains sentience, uh, becoming that one dad on the block that is way too into trains in the process. Worst of all, there's a pretty good chance that your last moments alive would be as a lizard getting eaten by a mutated wharf monster. I say, and no thanks. Thanks again for the for the great show. I can't wait for Andy to experience the pure joy that is the friendship of Miles O'Brien and Dr. Julian Bashir. Robert Brower from Roseville, California. Roseville, California. <laughs> <laughs> the suit oh. makes that work. <laughs> Roseville. <laughs> Take a poll on how many people are following that one. Uh, did you do your poll? Any? Uh... I did. Uh, I'm surprised that more people have not voted, but also 100%. not shocked. But yeah, it is 92 percent to. I'm sorry, 85 percent to 14 percent. Um, let's see. All Good Things Finale from Planet Geek 01. Um, oh, that's Troy with a Y, not an I. Just a little bit of memory dump to unload on both of you as you head toward the series finale episodes. Uh, as mentioned a few times in the past, us listeners in the Tornado area were treated to a viewing of the All Good Things episode, and it was broadcast by City TV, your Federation station, on the Jumbotron at the uh, then uh, name and will always be named in our hearts, Toronto Sky Dome. Imagine a giant baseball stadium, 53,000-plus seats, where a good three-fourths of the available seating on the uh, on three levels all filled up with TNG fans. Holy crap, three-fourths? Jesus. I mean, During the broadcast, the stadium lights were at a minimum. Giant laughs and gasps echoed throughout the environment as we all responded to what was... What happened on the screen? It was a magical viewing. There was a feeling of community. It was emotional from minute one. We were taking part in something special. So when it comes down to what you two are going to do for season seven, episodes 25, six, uh, just know that it's going to be a bit difficult to beat that. However, no matter what you do, I'm sure you'll be as enter entertaining as always. Well, we will be as entertaining as always. I agree with that. Troy with a Y, not an I. Man, that sounds amazing. I am always looking for those kinds of big finale community things. I couldn't find anywhere for Game of Thrones, although maybe a lot of people would have been disappointed. <laughs> that might have turned into like a riot. The night that disco was, you know, when they, the disco is dead night in Detroit. Or what sorry, at Comiskey, at Comiskey Park where they started a fire in the center. Like it was just mayhem. It was, a, you know, it was, a, it was a promotion to go see yeah. the baseball game. Why am I explaining something that happened in your wheelhouse to you? Disco? Oh, you don't like disco, nor do you like sports. <laughs> yeah. What would I know? There you go. All good things get quoted. Congrats. Disco uh, is dead. They ran the bulldozer over the all the records in the field. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever. 
So I can never go to the disco. Disco, tech again, disco demolition night. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Um, Mark Schultes says, our, our good old friend, um, our old friend, um, congratulations for completing Next Gen. Each week, whether it be during a walk at the desk of my car, I have uh, at, the, at my desk or in my car, I have thoroughly at the desk in my car. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed and anticipated each episode of Star Trek: The Next Conversation. Each year, as it is with aging, my social circle has shrunk and shrunk, shrunk, and you can see my faces of dismay at myself now, in person. And the opportunities to shoot the shit with friends has dwindled. But for a little over five years, you knuckleheads provided something so many of us nerds and geeks and goofballs needed, a new social circle to commiserate with. By reading hails and tweets and engaging with the face group and through Patreon and eventually the Instagram page, you've created a community built upon missed sound cues, running gags, snarky comments, and trivial debates. I can't watch TNG anymore without assuming Jordy's a mechophile, Beverly getting excited at the prospect of an autopsy or imagining or imagining uh, Maurice Hurley arguing with Roddenberry. It's that content we cherish. Cherish your friendship with each other that reminds us of ourselves. The divide between creatives and their audience only exists when the creatives choose not to acknowledge their audience and you gentlemen have been nothing less than transparent and frank with all your listeners. Due to conflicting plans, I won't be able to participate in the live stream. How the cookie How dare you? Uh, but I still want to contribute. So to congratulate and thank both of you for being the new friends. I can't wait to hear from. Uh, I want to make you both laugh, hopefully half as much as you have made me laugh over the years and also satiate your culinary curiosity well as well. I'd like to send a box of goodies. Oh. But want to make sure Andy's okay with going back to the post office. <laughs> I do have problems getting to the post office, as many of you know. Even when if you are me. going back to the post office, let me know because we still have to get the enterprise figured out. Oh, that's true. It's in my trunk. Center enterprise. Live long and prosper, Lieutenant Mark. The nemesis rises. Schultes. Nickname change was due to other Patreon podcast subscription. What? Don't worry about them. By the way, it's so funny when I read patreon thank yous on um excellent adventure yeah and it's like people are mentioning beverly crusher <laughs> and like frederick Roy's um name was also star trek related last week and it was i just laugh at it because <laughs> i'm like i guess that's your i guess that's your thing for every patron thing you're in how does dory respond she knows. She understands where her bread is buttered. Not with this podcast, but whatever. It's with this podcast a little bit, unless you're hoarding them. The uh, the Patreon All the bread? Uh, income. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hoard that. I just use it on myself. I burn a little bit of it every you just day. Take it to to Vegas. No, I literally light some of it on fire to keep warm. Oh, this that seems like a bad idea. Is that weird? Yeah. Is that to to sort of live in an uh, you know, uh, a, a world without currency. It's kind of like what I think the dollar will be worth very soon. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn. Me Ryan Lipuma writes, Hey, Matt and Andy, as we come close to the end of TNG, I want to say thank you for taking us on this trip through what was my favorite show as a child. Without a doubt, I've seen more episodes of TNG than any other show. In fact, your show has brought back many memories of what uh, I was up to while TNG was on. 
I sure wasted a lot of time watching Trek rather than, say, learning a skill or doing better in school. My takeaway from your pod is that TNG sometimes wasn't as good as I thought it was as an 11-year-old, but still great. I've been with you since Farpoint. I will continue on. Thank you for giving me one last reason to dust off the old girl for what will be my final ride with TNG. A reminder. <laughs> Until you're forced Anders to watch Peterson. Picard season three. Uh, Anders Peterson. So Anders says, hi, man, Andy. About a month or so ago, sent you a piece. Uh, I composed as a thank you to both of you for all the wonderful memories Holy you've given shit. us these last five years. With TNG coming to an end, I wanted to send this musical piece to you. I probably should have saved this for the end to set up, but whatever. Uh, as you, uh, it's 91. You like, We're 91 minutes into this thing. I know. We might as well cram it all in at the beginning. If you would like to play it somewhere on the podcast for all good things, you're free to do so. It's just under five minutes long, though, so I'm not sure where in the show you'd put it. So I thought we would uh, put it at the end after, after we sign off. It was sort of a nice emotional score uh, as you'll be able to tell the piece music in this piece okay. is an original it's a medley of my own variations so thank you very much Anders uh, take care I can't wait to wait continue for the fun for DS9 oh and he calls this piece disengage so there you go wow. uh, alright we have a hail voice hail from Joe from South Dakota hey guys Joe from South Dakota here um, you guys on the pod were just talking about uh, how recognizable Captain Picard would be. Now, it depends. I mean, I guess from best of all, kind of, he would be recognized. But I think like Riker or somebody like that, or and all those guys would be too. They'd all be fairly well recognized because they helped save the Federation from the Borg. After that Borg attack, they'd all be. Otherwise, I imagine Picard being the captain of the flagship would be something like uh, like Colin Powell or Norman Schwarzkopf. People are people from our country, the, the Federation or America, would would kind of know exactly what they're they're kind of going for there. They know who they were talking about. Oh, Picard! Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's that he's that army guy or that that navy guy or whatever. It's the same thing with Schwarzkopf or, or Powell. <laughs> So, sorry if that I was love, rambling. I'm going to cut it shorter than I normally do, though. So, I love it. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for the spot. Joe's references are just the Gulf War. First Gulf War. Schwarzkopf, <laughs> Powell. That, that, uh, that shows the, uh, the median age of our, of our listeners. Uh, all right. Then we uh, have. Is that. Hey, I mean, ahead. it's hard to say because you, you never know what uh, media coverage is like in the world of Star Trek, you know? Right. Rarely do you ever see like uh I mean you did in in generations, you know, all the news people are there to interview Kirk about the Enterprise B, all the reporters, and then like you get that scene in season one of Picard where he's being interviewed on I'm guessing sixty minutes is still on. Right. So and he's being interviewed there, but like there's never there's rarely ever a <laughs> I kinda feel like someone might might be cool if someone was just watching TV. Although, in a world of holodecks, does TV even fucking matter anymore? Well, th this is why it's always weird whenever you see things like in Picard with him being interviewed on TV. It's like, well, who's, who's, who's watching, watching that? that? Right. But it's also, like you, it's also like, you know, it's not something you'd see at like an airport, you know, right. like CNN on the airport TV because you're in transporter town. You just walk through a transporter. 
that's true also but the 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 other aspect is sort of the question of like it's been my impression and maybe it's just because we see all of star trek through starfleet's eyes generally that starfleet has a disproportionate importance to earth um mm. and to the universe that they are the face of the federation and everyone has an opinion about federation and so it's almost like american media to the rest of the world well we do so i guess from that perspective i feel like he would be seen we've gained watchers since the uh since the beginning of this pod people are waking up we already we're already over i now have to pay 15 cents for every person come on in everybody i i told matt i i did all the math uh all right we have a prime corrective I can play that jingle. Is it a is it an audio prime corrective or is it or just a prime corrective? It's just a prime corrective. All right. Obviously, I asked you that question to buy some time <laughs> so that I could find the prime corrective thing. Time for a retrospective. David Fiola writes, I just want to thank Matt for tossing a big softball gaffe in there so I can point out that as of this episode's airing, DS9 was finishing up season two and was not already in season six, as he mentioned to Andy. That being said, a prime corrective. Wait a second. That was not the the my That was when... St- that was when it started. That was when DS9 started was the question. That's why I said season six of TNG was when DS9 started. How oh. dare you misinterpret what I said and give me a false prime corrective or I misspoke and I deserve this. Should oh, I ab- abandon the rest of this? Ha- no, no, continue. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> I mean, I would understand it. That being said, a prime corrective of this magnitude has severe repercussions, and as the president, I'm afraid we'll have to shut down this whole this whole next generation thing down. How dare you? We do, however, have a nice innocuous space parking lot for you in mind. Oh, where am uh, I going? P.S. I assume Matt was thinking of TNG being in season six, but that's I don't know. It's a question of whether he said that or not. If he didn't say it, I will say, Matt. Other people wrote in with that same corrective so it oh may be God. that you just misspoke guys what i meant to say i thought andy's question was when in tng's run did ds9 start and my answer was season six it begins with the disappearance of miles o'brien um i assume matt was already said that I'm so excited to jump into what will probably be his favorite trek. It's certainly mine. And then there is a prime corrective from Emergence. Uh, this is from Kimberly Beretta. Uh says, hi, Indian Matt. My name is Kim. I've been listening since the early days of the podcast. Been quite a delight listening all these years. I was a TNG watcher in my youth and did a complete rewatch of the series a few years back. Uh, I wanted to listen alongside you guys, but honestly... You were too slow, and I just wanted to keep watching. Uh, I wasn't really into DS9 when I was a kid, but I uh, wanted some more Trek content post-TNG, so I binged right after my TNG watch. I really enjoyed it. Excited, So excited to hear your takes on it. Anyway, while I was listening to last week's Hales, I was delighted to hear you reading one from my dear friend. My corrective is actually in the pronunciation of his name. 
you said it was Andrew Wang, but it's actually Andrew Wong, uh, which was, this was a debate you and I had. As Blazing Bev would probably say, it rhymes with bong. Uh, and uh, FYI, the reason that I corrected Matt is because Garrett Wang pronounces his name that way, even though it's spelled Wong. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe that's how you say it. But so Andrew Wong does not. He says it Andrew Wong. It's basically a person whose name was Andrew. This It was a confusing hail. Basically, a friend of hers, she was correcting my pronunciation on a friend of hers, but then also was saying, Andrew is a bigger Star Trek nerd than I am, so I told him about your pod. He grew to love it as well. Uh, I did my part in spreading the word. Please, people, tell your nerdy friends. Uh, he wanted to mention that he made a jingle attached for this week in TNG segment that he suggested. So basically his suggestion, and others have suggested it, in place of this week in Trek, because we'd be doubling up the, you know, this day in Trek thing um, with a lot oh, of because DS9. because of the overlap of the sixth and seventh season. That's what they're saying. That they, that maybe instead we should just say what else is going on in the Star Trek universe then. And so he made a jingle, but you're the mm. captain. I again hmm. leave to you. That's interesting. Whatever you want to do with it. Uh, there's a jingle, you say. Yes. What is, where's the jingle? Is oh, sorry. It, oh, it's a uh, one that play, says jingle? No, it says twit, T-W-I-T-N-G. This week in TNC, Adam. Uh, let's see. It's this like week uh, TNG. this week in TNG. That's good. Wouldn't be like that, right? It's great. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I like it. Uh, Kobayash Shimaru says Garrett Wang pronounces his last name as Wong. I have heard him in an interview say it's Wang. So I'm willing to accept that this is another. Andy's accent corner, and I misheard it, but it sounded like he was saying Wang to me. I think what you should do is anybody who corrects you on the pronunciation of their own name, we should absolutely address. And uh, Garrett, who I've always I've I've always heard it as Garrett Wong. Uh, you know what? But I, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. Of course, I'm wrong. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. I've been so confused <laughs> for Whatever so long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. My apologies to Garrett Wang. <laughs> Wait, Andrew's in here. Andrew. OL. Andrew. I think that's LOL. You Andrew spelled, you spelled LOL wrong, Andrew. Andrew, <laughs> phonetically. Andrew, please phonetically spell phonetically spell the pronunciation of your last name. Andrew is While I wait for Andrew to pop in. Delta Flyers, Garrett says Wong in his intros. So I think, okay, so I got it backwards. Garrett Wang is how it's spelled. Garrett Wong is how he pronounces it. And so I reversed it. Whereas Andrew Wong, Wong. pronounces his name Wong. Thank you, Andrew Wong. This was the most confusing prime corrective I've ever seen in my life. I agree. And oh, I boy. I added to it. Uh so I send do, your next by the way, I like that there was two hundred and twenty one people who saw my face. Just the confusion I had. Not that you were doing a bad job, just I was just <laughs> genuinely confused. 
I accept. Uh, you know, this was all my. Uh, you know what's interesting is I looked it up, and somehow I still maybe I have name pronunciation blindness too, guys. Look, I Look, got a lot of mental issues. I am. We from all know Lowell. it. You've I'm all been Lowell. listening to the podcast. I'm from Lowell, Massachusetts, the home of Wang Computers. Okay, it's Wong. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, appropriately, that's it. For the hails, uh, if you'd like to send a hail, send it to sttncpod at gmail.com. You can tweet Matt at Matt Myra or Instagram him. You can Instagram me at Andrew Secunda or tweet me at Secunda. You can send a voice hail to 816-TREK-TNC. Or you can join the face group, our beloved face group, which is our Facebook group that I also misspoke and called it face group and uh the best podcaster there is um and uh rap with people there or join the patreon and rap with people there that's it for that's a wrap with the people here thank you everybody uh let's now move on to the episode which is occurring at an hour and 43 minutes i think there's a poll there was a poll this is like legitimately the panic of like this is why i needed a saucer separation all of you people who hated it this is why i needed it oh there's saucer separation has been said a lot in the comments Uh, also i think there was a, a pool not a poll uh for what it would be at so well um, i'm curious if anybody wanted I think they're really there. If there was gambling happening in here, Haverhill. That's how you pronounce Haverhill. It's not Haverhill. How I, dare you? Days from Haverhill. It's right that? up 495. Anyway, now I will play the jingle that will get us into the rest of the show. When I find that jingle, you will all know. D, uh, David. Sahawatana says, as an Asian, Wong Wang varies because of how names were transcribed when people immigrated here. Lots of misspellings, but the families maintained the correct pronunciations. Interesting. I wonder if that's how we ended up with Myra instead of Mira. Myra is, yeah, correct pronunciation, of course. Myra is the English pronunciation. Mira is, it's Mira. It's look. (laughs) I did it again. But Myra is like in English, you know, that's how it's how it's pronounced in the Queen's English. I suppose the King's English at the time. Uh, and we just Myra. Have, we have kept Myra for many generations, and I don't, I don't know why. It just we just have. Uh, but I'm not sure that it ever wasn't Myra. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Someone suggesting the Wong section. As a, as a name for the uh, separated <laughs> front part of the show. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> looking up the next episode jingle is what I'm looking for, right? Hi, everyone. It's Matt. Uh, so that does it for part one, which is essentially the hails. Uh Download part two now. Check your feeds. Refresh. I put them out 
almost at the same time. So if you got one but not the other, I would go ahead and refresh the feed. You should see it there. And uh, get ready, because the rest of the episode clocks in at almost exactly three hours. That's right. It was four hours and 43 minutes total. That's why it's in two parts. Here you go. Wait, I mean, disengage? I don't know. Andy always does that part.